Hey, I'm not gonna be a real patient guy now. Huddle up, huddle up. You know what? You're like my wife when you get in space. You just get lost. We're not posing for football cards now, offense. We're not posing for football cards. Let's play with some speed. Just get north and south. You're not Billy White Shoes Johnson. How stupid are we? Are you out of your mind? Are you out of your skull? Well, call it on Tom Brady, will you? Call it on those guys. I've never seen that in my life. Do it again. Do it again. Ho, 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 ho! Santa Claus is here, huddle up! You gotta build the foundation, man. That's what we're doing here. Welcome back, Raider Nation, to another episode of the Behind the Eye Patch podcast, brought to you by your humble self, Micah, my partner in crime, Tyler, and the lusty voice of Birch joins us once again, who's becoming a fan favorite on the podcast. Gentlemen, Tyler, I'll start with you. How are you feeling? Sitting at 3-2, and two, almost out of this ridiculously rough beginning to the season for the Raiders. Feels good, to be honest. I, who would have really thunk that we would have been 3-2 and two beating Not I, the Chiefs the at home, nonetheless, uh, and then also beating the Saints? And we didn't think that would happen. So three and two feels pretty good at the moment. I would say I'm happy with how things are currently going. Birch. Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm ecstatic with uh, how the season has turned out so far. And I mean, even the two losses that we had, we were in those games and we beat ourselves with the fumbles. We got the butterfingers. I don't know what happened, but yeah, I I don't think I think I had them. One, maybe one and five, maybe two and four. So, being yeah. three and two, second place in the in the AFC West, I'm I'm pretty pumped. We got another tough game coming up this week, and then I mean the Browns, they're no slouch either. So, the schedule got a couple more weeks to endure, and then hopefully it looks like better better times are on the horizon. But yeah, I'm pretty pumped right now. Yeah, definitely a little bit smoother sailing, allegedly, uh, coming up in the second half of the season. Yeah, I think we all pretty much had them maybe two and four, like we'd be pretty happy. Uh, three and three was really kind of an outside memory. And all three all three wins are our teams right now that are currently at 500 or better. Even the Panthers have turned their season around. That original, you know, The week after that, the Panthers got thumped again, and it was like, okay, that's not looking like a very strong win. I think the Panthers have rattled off... I, they might have lost last week, but they rattled off like three wins in a row. So yeah, I think they're three and three, uh, including one of those wins. I believe was against the Arizona Cardinals, who just went in and well, they pummeled the Cowboys. But who isn't pummeling the Cowboys these days? So that's not exactly a massive win anymore. Uh, but uh, uh, so yeah, I mean, quality wins. It's we're not beaten. You know, we're not beating scrubs like you mentioned the Saints. I mean, obviously the Chiefs. That's that's not a fluke. You know, you're not going to go in there and just, you know, accidentally beat Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. That's just not going to happen. So, um, I, you know, I said I'd eat crow. I ate major crow this week, gentlemen, uh, after that loss. All of us picked against the Raiders. But, you know, I had a buddy contact me after the game and he said, you know, yo, you're kind of trying to give me a hard time. You didn't pick the Raiders for this game. And I said, well, how could I? How could I after the last two weeks we played? Like, 
And that's what we go off of here. And if you've listened to this podcast long enough, you understand that, that look, we're realistic Raider fans. Like I'm not going to sit here and say, we're going 16 and 0, 15 and one every season. Like I'm going to look at the evidence before me and, and base my picks off of that. And I'm not going to pick the Raiders every week to win. I want to, I'd love to, but I'm not going to. And you can't tell me that after the last two weeks against the Bills and the Patriots, that I thought, yeah, a Derek Carr, who I think was 0-7 in Kansas City, uh, and against Kansas City all time, if I'm not mistaken. No, um, you're correct. Uh, is going to go all of a sudden and beat Kansas City, who is 4-0 and and looking like they're heading right back to the Super Bowl. Like, especially the way our defense is played and everything. But I tell you what, gentlemen, that was a magnificent game on both sides of the ball. Mad shout out. I'll happily eat crow this week. And uh, yeah, three and two. I, I I don't know if there's a better better feeling at three and two right now, especially with the schedule that we've had. I'm, I'm on top of the world as a Raider fan right now, 100%. And we just had a bye week. You know, we get some, we get, um, uh, you know, some of the big men in the middle back. Uh, we got, uh, gosh, has Incognito started practicing yet? Is I he don't back? think so. I think nope. he's still okay. doubtful. Okay, okay. So he might be out for one more week. Which, you know what? I don't mind it. You know, let's rest these guys up. We got a big stretch coming up after the Bucks. You know, we got big games against team, other playoff contenders like the Browns, the Colts. We got double up on Denver, double up on San Diego, Chiefs again. Um, boy, if we could have, you know, get everybody back to full strength. I mean, we're winning games without a lot of these guys right now. So if we could get back to full strength for that last, you know, for the last eight game stretch or so, when the, when the schedule, you know, at least win loss wise gets much easier. Um, heck yeah. I like it. I like it. So guys, give me some of your thoughts. Birch, I want to start with you. Give me kind of your good and the bad, the ugly, however you want to break it down from the game of the Chiefs. I know it's been a couple weeks now where we're heading into the, you know, bucks are on the radar now, but if we could touch quickly on, you know, what we're, you have any extra inside thoughts on what you saw at the Chiefs game? Yeah. Um, my, yeah. First off, I'll go with the good and I'm actually going to hand out my good sticker to the coaching staff specifically Paul Gunther on the defense. The first half of the the game, he tried blitzing more, and it bit us in the butt. I mean, that's when Mahomes is at his best, gets outside the pocket, creates, and you can only stick with those fast receivers of Kansas City for so long before someone gets open or Mahomes beats you with his legs. But the second half, he made the adjustment, went to a three-man rush with a spy and Arden Key in the middle, and that seemed to keep things in check. And the more people in coverage, the better. They were able to plaster um, once he got outside the pocket. And it turned out much better. I mean, we talked about this in the chat. They had, oh, it was like six minutes left in the game. And the Chiefs had a total of like 26 total yards in the second half. That is insane. Because that is one of the most high-powered offenses that we will face all year. And the defense did its job in the second half. And then on the offensive side, Coach or Gruden, he kept, I mean, yeah, we didn't score much in the third quarter. I don't think anybody scored in the third quarter. But they kept being aggressive and pushing the ball down the field. And that's what it takes. Um, Gall, the, 
I guess the bad would be I'm trying to think. Probably, I mean, it's just nitpicking, but the missed yeah. extra point that could have came back to haunt us like yeah. they always do. But other than that, man, I, I don't, there was a lot of, a lot of good things coming from that game. And I'm going to just leave it at that. I'm not even going to go to the ugly because I don't know if, if anything was worthy of that. Yeah, there's nothing real worthy, in my opinion, of ugly when you beat the you know, Super Bowl champions. Maybe Tyler's got a different take on that. Tyler, what do you say? The only ugly that I would have to add is Carr's interception. Yes. Because I thought that that was going to be the beginning of the end. Here we are. Yeah. We're driving down the field. I think at that point it was 7-3. we just gotten the ball back. Uh, it was like third and it was third and one. One, and he he floats one to Waller, and Waller like Waller's a tall dude. I think he's like six seven. He couldn't he even jump and get too. the ball. Like it was, he was that wide open. Yeah, it was that sailed. Throws the interception. They go down. Score another touchdown. It's fourteen three, and I'm sitting here thinking, well, I've seen this game about eight times before. Uh, and then something miraculous happened, gentlemen. We scored points, and we we scored forty points. That's my good for for that game. Is we scored forty points against the Chiefs, and you know another good thing was like Bert. I wanted to touch on this because Birch brought it up. I think Patrick Mahomes was like. Four for four when we blitzed him. And Gunther finally woke up and he quit blitzing. He started spying with Arden Key. And we were getting pressure on the quarterback with three down linemen. Crosby, Farrell, and it was either Hankins, Jones, or Chris Smith, who also... I liked that rotation. Hurst was out. uh, And we had Jones and... And we had um, Chris Smith. Chris Smith, I think, had a sack. Uh, Crosby had a nice sack. Um, and, and it just felt good to, like, score when we needed to. We got the ball. Yeah. Uh, it was tied. I, I'm pretty sure it was tied 24-24 at half. We got the ball, couldn't move it. They got the ball, couldn't move it. We got the ball. And it kind of went back and forth like that till about the end of the third quarter. And then we scored a touchdown, held them, scored a, uh, I think it was scored, or maybe, I can't remember exactly how the cadence went, but went, but it was, it was 24 to 30. And then Heath, uh, well, we kicked a field goal yeah, first to we make kicked it 33-24. So it was 33-24. And then we scored, and then Heath got that interception on Mahomes. And then Jacob scored the touch, the subsequent subsequent touchdown on that. Um, and it was like we finally did what we needed to do. When we put, we needed to put up a lot of points and we were able to do that. We ended up winning the game 40 to 32. The only bad thing that I saw was Carr's interception. It was not a good pass. Uh, but I mean, they overcame their demons and it felt nice to actually 
do that for the first time in Carr's seven years as a quarterback in Arrowhead. We won. You know, the biggest thing for me was, and we had talked about this, we might have even talked about it before the game in the last podcast, it seems like always when the Raiders, if the Raiders are going to win a big game, they need the opposing team to make mistakes. They need the other team to mess up because the Raiders can't force mistakes. They can't force the defense to make mistakes. They can't force, especially on defense, they can't force the opposing offense to make mistakes. You know, they can't punch the ball out for a, a you know, even even Crosby, you know, his sack on Mahomes, you know, like Mahomes was, you know, two fingers away from fumbling that football, but just somehow managed to hang on to it. I still don't even know how he hung on to that football. Um, but it was like things like that. I feel like I'm watching, you know, 30 other teams in the NFL make plays, be able to force plays, uh, you know, force big plays to, you know, turn the tides of games. And the Raiders just have to hope that somebody else messes up. Well, I felt like for the first time that the Raiders against a good team, a quality team, actually won it by taking over. Like they took over the game. And and they they asserted themselves. They forced their dominance on the Kansas City Chiefs instead of just hoping and praying that oh maybe Mahomes will mess up. Maybe there'll be an errant pass. Maybe they'll just like the defense went out in the second halves and just shut it down. And the offense took a second to get going in the second half, but then they got going, baby. And I mean, the first team to beat the Chiefs by more than seven points with Patrick Mahomes at the helm. Um, that's impressive. And, and guys, like, I mean, guys, two weeks ago, I was ready to white, write Cleveland Farrell off, man. Farrell had himself a game. Farrell had himself some nice hits on, on Mahomes as well on the read option plays. He sniffed that stuff out and Abram spying back there in the second half, making sure that Mahomes stays in the pocket. Abram is, Abram can hunt down. We, we've got defensive ends. We've got, we've got three defensive ends in Crosby. Farrell and Key that can hunt a guy like Mahomes down, even with his speed. And I love that. And that showed and that showed up big time on Sunday. Like that's what we've been waiting for. And it finally showed up against a quality opponent, not not some bum team, not some team that, you know, with a new quarterback or, you know, Flacco in the Broncos. You know, it, this is a Super Bowl championship team that has only added more pieces. So I was, I'm juiced. I, for me, the good, the good has to, we, we're always knocking the defense. The good goes to the defense for me, especially in the second half. That was excellent play. Um, there wasn't really any ugly for me. I guess the bad, um, yeah, you know, you touched on Derek Carr's uh, interception. Like maybe the bad would be the defense's first half defensive effort. You know, that was but we even afterwards they talked about I think it was Farrell talked about that uh, um, that was Gunther's plan like he was setting Mahomes up for the second half he was giving Mahomes looks in the first half that he would hope Mahomes would be just looking for in the second half so when they came out with a totally different scheme in the second half Mahomes wasn't ready for it and Mahomes didn't seem like he knew what to do with the defense in the second half and if that was the case it worked man and it was an awesome game plan because uh like like uh, Birch cited with the stats i mean it was locked down how how often have we talked about the Raiders defense as a lockdown defense Never. i don't remember the last time i've talked even against poor teams even when the Broncos were bums 
our defense was never a lockdown defense. And so that, I mean, against Kelsey, Hill, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire only had 10 carries for 40 yards. Now that's average of 40, you know, four yards a kick, four yards a carry. But they only ran it with him 10 times, which, uh, you know, a testament to, you know, getting Kwiatkowski back, um, uh, you know, getting some linebackers back there to stop the run. I thought they did an excellent job with that. Tyler, you touched on the two defensive, what was it? We had a defensive end and a defensive tackle in there, rotating from the practice squad. Just massive effort from both of those guys. And I got to, I, 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 instead of an ugly, I'm going to give one more good, and I'm going to throw it to Cleveland Farrell. A guy who I've doubted personally, a lot of people have doubted up to this point, but boy, he had himself a game and he needed it. Like if there was a time that he needed to step up and show that he was worth that fourth overall pick, it's against the Kansas City Chiefs because the road to the AFC title, uh, AFC West title goes through Kansas City and, and Cleveland Farrell stepped up and did a phenomenal job. So mad props to him. Mad props to Derek Carr. I know we knock him on this podcast, uh, but we're, we're critical of everybody. We don't play favorites. Um, but Carr had himself a game even after the interception. So I loved that. I loved seeing that. So Raider Nation, you want to get in on that podcast? Give us a call. 208-557-9771. Leave us a voicemail. We'll play it back on the podcast. We'll tell you if you're right, if you're wrong, if we agree, disagree. Keep it Raider related. We're always... Family friendly, 100% political free, even though we're like a week and a half from election day. We're still 100% political free. I know you love that. I know we love that. Tyler, I think we got a couple calls to before we get into around the league. Am I correct? You are absolutely correct, Micah. We've got uh, a call from the original caller, Mr. Burton. Yes! And who is on our Mount Rushmore of callers. Yeah, he is. And from Mr. John Russo, who's yes. also probably on he's right our, up there. He's yeah, on he's our definitely. Mount Rushmore of callers as well. Um, I, so I used to be on Mount Rushmore before I joined. Yes, you did. But That's then true. you joined up forces, and now you are Mount Rushmore. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so is that is that like are you calling him fat or like what, what's going no. on oh <laughs> he's a founding father there you founding go founding father, father. I love we'll it. have Let's us three right as founding it. fathers and the rest can be on the mount rushmore of of the callers so <laughs> or in the crow's nest i don't know at go. one point we all had like jobs a cook a captain uh hemo was Ooh. the cook if i remember right i think I like uh that. I think uh, John Russo was a, a a corporal or a lieutenant or something. Nah, he'd be second mate. John second Russo mate. because I think uh, a first mate would go to uh, 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 Mr. Burton. The, yeah, the yeah. Burton. The Burton so, gets first mate. So yeah, second mate to John because I'm we're obviously Raider Nation. We're dying on the hill that uh, the uh, the stadium should be the Black Pearl, not the Death Star. So yes. I'm dying Amen. on that hill. I don't, and I'm not apologizing for it. You know, no. and, and I feel like honestly, with the mix mashup and medley that is Raider Nation, as far as you have everything from Darth Vader to orcs to clowns, you know, as Raider fans, you know, going for all the crazy creepy. Um, I don't see any problem. I mean, obviously, the Autumn Wind is a pirate. It's in our theme song. So wanting to be the Black Pearl, you know. 
I don't care if the owner has called it uh, the Death Star. You know what? I call it the Black Pearl, and you're just going to have to live with that. And I'm sorry. I, I'm not. I'm not sorry. I don't apologize for it. I don't apologize because no, this is. Don't apologize I've co-founded at all. This podcast. So, anywho, I digress. Tyler, we've got a couple phone, phone calls. calls. We'll get yes. back to that point. <laughs> we digress to the point of talking about Mount Rushmore, which turned into a pirate <laughs> ship, and now we have a couple phone calls. So, yes. Uh, we'll we'll hear those phone calls, and we'll be back in just a minute. Stick around. Tyler and Micah, this is James Burton. Man, what a win. I really don't need to say anything, do I? Because the Raiders just beat the Chiefs in Kansas City. Man, what a win. I just had to call and celebrate with my buddies from behind the iPatch podcast. Guys, I still listen to your show, man. And hey, y'all are diehard fans. And I respect that. And man, celebrate this win because it's a good one. It's a good one. I'm not going to get too excited about the rest of the season because every time I do... There's a big letdown, but man, I'll just enjoy beating the Chiefs. It was awesome. Go Raiders, guys. We'll talk to you all soon. Tyler, Micah Birch. It is I, John. And I didn't get in last week. It's easier to call in after a win, that's for sure. But it's Victory Monday. We beat the Chiefs. We beat them by putting up 40 points. Derek Carr played his butt off, really exercised some demons and arrowheads. Uh, man, down two scores in the first half. Derek threw that pick. I mean, that's 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 what happened the last couple of years. And this team would just fold it up and go away, and we'd lose by 17, 21, an outlandish score at the end, and they would just pull away. And that didn't happen yesterday, and that didn't happen. That hasn't been happening with this team. Probably my uh, favorite part of these couple wins that we've gotten against the Saints and against the Chiefs is that in both contest in the second half when we would normally let them go on a huge run and give up any potential lead or momentum we had accrued in the first half. Rather than that, we were able to build double-digit fourth-quarter leads against two of the best teams in football, and that's why it was so hard not to overreact to get too excited when we beat the Saints uh, week two and we're 2-0 and and feeling good, and then on back-to-back weeks we faced two tough teams in New England and Buffalo, and Buffalo probably we could have pulled that off but I mean they were a very good team that played sound and you understand you're not going 16 and 0 but that was more of a of an eye-wakening kind of a humbling thing thinking the Raiders were as good as we saw week two on Monday night against the Saints uh, a good dose of uh, coming back down to earth I guess for this Raiders team but then they go out and beat the freaking Chiefs the best team in football and decisively in the fourth quarter growing that two-score lead again so that was Extremely encouraging. I'm very excited about this young team. The defense stepped up big time, at least in the second half. Um, I thought, man, are we going to have a first game without 30 points, not against the Chiefs? And we didn't. We gave up 32, but plenty good enough against the Chiefs, and I think any team would give up at least 32 against the Chiefs. Offense blew the doors off, stayed aggressive, went for it twice on fourth down. I just, uh, man, I'm so excited and, and thrilled with with everybody from Cleveland Farrell and all the pressure he was getting, our defensive front was getting in there. 
messing with Mahomes, making him miss easy throws that he would normally make, uh, creating the turnover, keeping him around 50%. I mean, Paul Gunther, I think, was playing with his job on the line, and, and I'll take that progress for sure. So, gentlemen, it was a great week. I'm excited. Back to 3-2 and two going into the bye. Feeling good. I'm well over two minutes. Have a great evening, gentlemen. John Burton. Guys, thank you so much. We're, we're as, just as stoked as you guys are. I mean, we mentioned it in the opening. Three and two never felt so good. Um, I think we would be remiss, though, guys. I wanted to touch on this. I was looking at some of the stats as I was looking through the stats. Talk about the duo of Ruggs and Aguilar at the wide receiver position. Two burners. I mean, Aguilar with the perfect receiving rating. The only perfect receiver rating in the NFL amongst wide receivers. My goodness. I mean, what a massive. I mean, Tyler, you had mentioned this in our uh, chat. You had talked about two free agents. It's not no. Littleton. It's not Kwiatkowski. It's not Collins. It's been Aguilar. Malik Who else? Collins has been a dud. Uh, definitely not Collins. It's been Aguilar. Who is our I think other I guy? said Kwiatkowski and Aguilar. Oh, Kwiatkowski. Kwiatkowski okay. has been good. Kwiatkowski. He's been solid. Kwiatkowski just absolutely annihilated oh. one Nicole of the Hardman. Kansas City wide receivers. I Hardman was, came. He oh, picked geez, up the first down, but Kwiatkowski just put him right into a tombstone pile driver right about the, I think it was around like the 15-yard line. Just drilled him. You know who else was drilling people? Oh, heavens. Oh, my goodness. He took a soul on Sunday. On just... that Sunday. Holy Moses. Was yes. that Breland? Yeah, Breland put his helmet Sean down. Breland or whatever. Yeah, oh. He got the brunt of all of that badness. You... You want to talk about a dark horse? Uh, uh, Ingold also had a pass that went right through his hands that would have been for a big. Yeah, it was a wheel well. route to a um, fullback. He caught that one. Yeah, out. I love those. He caught the wheel route. Mm, no, the uh, he dropped one of the passes. Um, I mean, he had a, he had a massive yeah. game, but he he had one that went right through his hands. But I mean, Ingold for this offense, guys, has just been just a juggernaut piece. That has just been insane, and and watch him, watching him just absolutely bury Breland on that hit. That's when you kind of real think plays like that. You could kind of see the Raiders just wanted it more, and the Chiefs weren't ready. He wasn't ready, in the words of Kevin Hart, he wasn't ready, and you could just tell they weren't. They they were just taken aback by the Raiders' offense, and they just kind of didn't know what to do. I, I mean. Granted, you've been used to bullying this team around, you know, seven games in a row. Um, that you know, you kind of go into something like that thinking it's just what you're going to do again. I understand that, but I mean, the Raiders just wanted it more. And Jacobs flying over piles, Ingold taking guys' helmets off, rugs burning. Yeah, we never mentioned know, rugs. I mean, whoever. Man. I mean, people trying to one-on-one two, rugs that probably won't catches, ever happen again. At least one eighteen and a touchdown. There were 10 different receivers that caught passes again, gentlemen, on Sunday. I mean, that's fantastic. Props to Carr. I mean, this offensive line putting in work. Uh, Not now, currently. Everybody's at home (laughs) isolated. But uh, I'm sure they're still putting in work via Zoom calls. If they're allowed to. But, uh, um... Good heavens. It sounded like... I listened to the presser today from John Gruden, and it sounded like they were... 
doing business as usual with like the off season program with zoom calls and stuff. So, and I think Mike and I touched on this earlier before you came on the call, Tyler, that, uh, even though they're at home, I'm sure they're game planning. Yeah. You don't get the physical reps at practice, but they'll know the game plan. They'll know what to expect. And they're professionals. They're, they're all veterans. So I, if hopefully they test, they can play on Sunday. And if they do, then I don't, I don't know if I'm as concerned. Now, if we lose another right tackle and have to go to Brandon Parker, then we can talk. Yeah, that's scary. Yeah, because yeah, well, the starting uh, lineup, the offensive line has been Parker at right tackle, John Young, John, no, yeah, Simpson, no, Sam Young, sorry, Sam Young, yeah, Sam Young at, at left tackle, and then you've got Simpson at left guard, uh, Andre James, and then can't re- uh, I, oh memo or something this. like that yeah. is from the practice squad at the other guard position so uh, obviously Trent Brown will be out on Sunday he tested positive but, that's what sent everybody home the all the whole offensive line and Abram got sent home too he hasn't tested positive but I'm hearing he can't play Sunday because he he came in contact on Tuesday, so he would be he he would be out. That's but five days. You know days, what's though. been so yeah. nice of the NFL? Instead of being kind and gracious like they were to the Titans and moving their game back to Monday, no, <laughs> they decided to move our game up. Yeah, because it's the Raiders versus Tom Brady again. Yeah, conspiracy. Yeah. I think not. No, there is a conspiracy there. That's ridiculous. I but anyways, I I think I think we'll be good. I I told you guys, Browns played one game with us this year. Right. Uh, I yeah. guess he started. He started two. He's finished one. Uh, it's not like uh, an incognito is is you know, but he's gonna be out. But it's not like we have to put good at at right tackle, bring in a rookie. We can still have Miller, good, Hudson, uh, Jackson, and then just put Sam Young in at right tackle. I I really think we're going to be okay. That part doesn't worry me. Uh, The back end of the defense worries me a little bit because we've got Abram, uh, who has played very well this year. At times, he's been a knucklehead. But he's played very well. Yeah. Harris inspires no confidence in me, other than he's he's a quality yeah. backup guy. Um, I don't feel like he should be starting. And then, so we've got Heath, and I don't know if they call up another safety, if they move Joiner to safety, what they're gonna do, because uh, we've got we've got quite a few corners. I think that we could play. Um, Lawson and Mullen and uh, I, Johnson's in there. Nixon's in there. The Robinson, Robertson, yeah, we could throw that him and Meek in there as well. Who had an excellent tackle against Travis Kelsey in that game? That also should get a shout out. He had a great tackle. Um, but yeah, I 
I worry about the safety position a little bit. The only other thought is maybe they bring up uh, Levitt again from the practice squad. That yeah. inspires zero confidence. Uh, no offense, but yeah, that, that worries me because Abram really is a tone setter. As much as I hate sometimes how he uh, leads with his shoulder, I feel like he's going to injure himself again. He is a tone setter. He lays some lumber. And that gets the defense fired up. So I hope uh, whoever, you know, fills in can get some some juices flowing, if you will. Yeah, well, it's not going to be easy again, especially the, you know, Evans, Howard, Gronkowski. Godwin. Um, uh, Godwin. Yeah, it's, you know, we don't have to deal with Antonio Brown. That's breaking today as well. Brown signing with the Bucks, but that's not going to be something we deal with this week. I wish him nothing so, but the worst. You know, <laughs> always. Um, I think the biggest, I, I think what's going to have to happen on defense is you're going to have to get to Brady. You're going to have to rattle him. Uh, if one thing that we've watched over the years is that if you can get a solid push up the middle uh, and get right into his face immediately, that seems to uh, be the best. I, I remember watching the Ravens in the playoffs. They found a lot of success doing that. Guys like Suggs uh, getting in there. So uh, I think the off that front four is going to have to have a game similar to that of what they had against the Chiefs. Um, I don't know off the top of my head. What kind of uh, what kind of offensive line the Bucks deal with as far as uh, giving up sacks and what? They've got a pretty good. Uh, they've got a pretty good offensive line. They've got. Uh, I was gonna say they've got. Uh, I don't know their left tackle Donovan Smith doesn't ring a bell. Ali Marpet, he was a like a fourth round draft pick. He's at left guard, and he's really good. Ryan yeah. Jensen is good at center. Uh, they they drafted Tristan Wirfs out of Iowa. He's their right tackle, and then yeah, was, yeah and then beast. they've got Alex Kappa, 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 something like that at right guard. So pretty good offensive line. You already mentioned all of their offensive weapons: Ronald Jones the second, Godwin, Evans, Gronk, all Cameron Brait. Their other tight end is 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 good as well. So a lot of offensive weapons, yeah. but I. It, if I remember right, they are... Oh, go ahead. You know what's going to... You know, I was going to say, you know what's going to be nice? Not having to go against a quarterback that can run, finally. You know, I guess, you know, Breeze didn't, doesn't do much scooting, but we've had Cam Newton. We've had... Uh, uh, Bridgewater. Patrick Mahomes. We've had Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, who am I leaving out here? Um, who else did we lose? Oh, the Bills. Josh Allen takes off and runs. You know, it'll be nice because Brady doesn't exactly boot, scoot, and boogie. So, hopefully, what I'm hoping is we'll be able to get, if we can get pressure with four, drop back seven, uh, I think the Raiders have a decent shot. They have a decent shot. I wish we had Arnett back, but Arnett's going to still be out, what? He's still got a few weeks, if I'm not mistaken. He's probably got another month, um, at least. Uh, before. Yeah, so, uh, second half of the season. But, I mean, we just beat the Chiefs without Arnett. Who would have thought that? Um, so, you know, it's, I think we're gonna have to rely heavily again on the pass rush. And that's something that, you know, the first four weeks of the season we didn't have finally showed up against the chiefs. So that's going to have to show up again. Um, and hopefully we don't have to bring blitz packages to do it. Otherwise I'm afraid Tom Brady's going to pick us apart. The Buccaneers have the 17th as far as yards per game passing. They rank 17th in the NFL. 
And they rank, as far as rushing the ball, is... Dun, 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 dun. 20th. Yeah. Okay. Which means they'll probably run all over us, because it seems like when we go against teams that have very, very little rushing attack, they just go to, it <laughs> they is go true. to town on us. But we'll see. We'll see what happens there. I think pressure is going to be key, especially without, um, you know, without, you know, with missing uh, Abram and Arnett. That's going to be tough. That's going to be a tough pill to swallow. I don't like our. I don't like our safety. The one thing I will have to say about our safeties, um, you know, we're playing bigger receivers, not necessarily burners. So you know, we might have a chance there as far as at least being able to be contentious with the ball. Um, talk talk about a guy who's really developing in. Uh, um, uh, who's our young man? Second second uh, second round pick Whoa. out of Clemson. Uh, Mullen, Mullen, man, that guy, that guy's turning into a lockdown corner and I'm loving that. That's been an excellent pickup. So we'll see how that goes, but yeah, we'll, we'll get a little bit more into this game, uh, here in just a minute. Let's go around the league really quickly, gentlemen, if we're ready. Are you guys ready for this? Always ready. All right. All right, guys, who we're going to start first with who's for real and who's faux, who's fake. F-A-U-X. You hear it a lot with leather. Yes. Faux leather. It's leatherette. Not real leather. Who's real? Who's fake? We're going to start with, you know, middle of the road. Only one of these teams really has, well, two of these teams have a winning record, but they're suspect. I'm going to start with the Bears. Birch. Are they real or are they fake? Are they faux? Oh, God. Um, you know, I'm actually, I'm going to say that the Bears, as much as it pains me because of the Khalil Mack trade, I'm holding a grudge against them. I'm going to say they are for real now that they have made the switch at quarterback. I believe that was what was holding them back was Mitchell Trubisky. Um, Foles is a decent quarterback. Um, obviously he, he won a Super Bowl with the Eagles, excuse me. Um, but yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to say that the bears are for real. Bears are for real. Tyler. I'm going to go fake. Fake. I, I don't like their offense at all. And Um, let me just see, because. I don't know. I can't think of what their schedule is right off the top of my head. Um, let's see all of their games, Google. All right, so they've played the Lions. Big whoop. They've played the Giants. Big whoop. They barely beat the Giants, by the way. They played the Falcons. Big whoop. They lost to the Colts. They beat the Bucks by one. They beat the Panthers by a touchdown. I'm going fake because they've played like one, two, maybe two good teams in that stretch. They beat the Bucks, um, and they beat the Panthers. 
those are really the only wins that impress me. Um, and so I'm going to say fake. I think, yes, their defense only gives up 19.3 points per game. Uh, but their offense, I mean, it, it's pretty easy to win a game when you only have to score 20 points. You should be yeah. able to do that. Uh, the Raiders, by contrast, are giving up 30.4 points a game. That oh, has to that has to come down just a wee bit to yeah. not make the offense feel like I have to do everything around this place. Yeah. Um, but I think they're fake, and I think eventually their offense is going to dive bomb because they uh, they've got Allen Robinson, and that's about it. Their running back situation uh, didn't there didn't Montgomery break his leg or was that I think last so, year? Yeah, he just went down, didn't he? I think he just went down. But I don't remember. No, it's a uh, Cohen. Tariq Cohen went down. Oh, okay. that's what I'm thinking. Okay, Mon- I have Montgomery on my fantasy team. There you go, traitor. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so yeah, I I'm going fake on that because I think eventually their offense is just not going to help out the defense, and that's what's going to hold them back. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to side with Tyler on this one. I'm going to say fake, and I know I've been saying that for like the last couple of weeks, and then they end up winning. Uh, but even the wins, like against the Bucks, they were down. Like, I don't know how they eked that game out. Um, they had another game, too, where they just, like, losing to the Colts, I feel like you how to be able to beat the Colts. Like, you know, that's one of those things that, like, I, when the Bears go to play, you know, when they're going to have to go play, uh, well, I guess the Packers are really right now the only good, solid team in that division. Um, I just think with all the other teams, I, I mean, maybe the Bears, because there's that seventh spot open, maybe they squeak into something like that. But uh, I think that's going to be tough. I- I'm going to go fake as well. They just, I feel like their season's on the edge of a knife. It's one of those things that, like, they lose, like, a Robinson or Foles goes down with an injury. I feel like all of a sudden then everything just goes capiche. Like, that, they, they need everybody healthy and going. And the games I've seen recently that they've been winning or losing has been kind of ugly. They've been ugly wins and ugly losses. So it's not been a... It's not been a, um, not a triumphant team, not a dominant team. It's been kind of ugly football for the Bears. I know they sit at four and two, if I'm not mistaken, currently. Um, but uh, I, I'm going to go fake as well. Let's move to the Rams. Rams, Tyler, do you think they're for real or are they faux? Hmm. Oh, these are, this is rough. I don't I don't don't know who they've played. Um These are all teams that I felt like were really just kind of good ones to look into. These are all teams that are like 500, maybe a little bit above 500. So they um, beat the Cowboys, they beat the Eagles, they lost to the Rams or to the Bills by 3. They beat the Giants <sighs> and they beat the Washington football team. And then they lost to the 49ers last week. So they actually play the Bears this week. That ought to be a good game. That should be yeah. a good, like, who's real in here? Um, I would say that the Rams will make the playoffs. I 
I think it's going to be tough because they play in the same division as the Seahawks. So they're going to have to make it in as a wild card team. But I feel like they are, I I would say they're real. I would say that they are not a faux good team. I think that um, they've got weapons on offense. I don't know how they afford all of the players they have, though. I know. Them right? and the Chiefs <laughs> blows my mind how how they can afford all the players that they have on their roster. But anyways, that's that's beside the point. I think they're a good team. Uh, it's going to be tough to squeak into the playoffs, though, because your division winner more than likely is going to be the Seahawks. Uh, and and even the Cardinals are, are oh, yeah. a, a rejuvenated team. The Niners have been pretty decimated by injuries, but even they're a tough play on Sunday. So that's, uh, yeah, I would say they're real though. I like it. I like it. You know, that's one thing. I think the Bears are going to have to contest. They're going to have to win these matchups. The Bears are going to have to beat the Rams. Uh, I don't know if the Bears have played the 49ers yet or not, um, or if they even have them on the schedule. Uh, but the, these are going to be big games, especially with that seventh seed open now. Um, you're going to have to win these games because I think there's a real possibility. What is that? The NFC West? Seahawks. Um, Seahawks, Cardinals, Rams, and 49ers. Um, I, that's, I could see three of those teams getting in. You know, I could see a division winner and a couple of wildcard spots going to, say, the Cardinals and the Rams or the Cardinals and the 49ers, you know, barring any crazy injuries. So, uh, you know, you're going to have to contend, I think, with that with the NFC West there. Birch, Rams. Um, I'm, I'm picking opposite. I'm going to go fake. Um, looking at their schedule, they mean they beat the Cowboys by three. Beat the, I mean, they beat the Eagles handedly. They're kind of up and down and all over the place. They lose, I mean, like I said, they beat the Cowboys by three. They lose to the Bills by three. They beat the Giants only by eight. And looking at their remaining schedule, they have the Bears this week, like we talked about, it'll be a great game. Dolphins are no slouches. It'll be interesting to see how two affairs. Um, then you got the Seahawks, the Buccaneers, the 49ers, the Cardinals, the Patriots. They do play the Jets, the Seahawks, and the Cardinals. Like that is a pretty tough schedule to finish out the season. So I'm gonna go, yeah, they they could I mean, they could prove me wrong, but I'm going to say that they are fake just due to the schedule. Yeah, due to the schedule. And I'm kind of – I'm basing this on like do you think they make the playoffs? I should have maybe made that clear. Do you think this is a playoff team? Um, but I think I think that uh, with the remaining schedule like you talked about um, is that I think it's going to be – I think it's difficult for the Rams. And I don't – I think the Rams aren't quite good enough to get over on teams like Seattle – uh, you know, I think the Dolphins matchup that could go either way. They just lost to the 49ers, got to play them again. Cardinals, Patriots, Seattle again, Cardinals again. Yeah, I, I mean, I could see, I could see the Rams ending their season like seven and nine, eight and eight, something like that, and uh, just missing out on the playoffs. So I'm gonna have to go fake as well. Uh, another one, the Browns guys. Are the Browns for real? Or are they are are they not uh, are are they good are they good Tyler Brown's good or no? They lead the league in rushing. Um, the Browns are gonna be fake until they prove me otherwise. 
The Browns are fake. I yeah. I do not understand how they win games. I hate Baker Mayfield. I think he's a terrible quarterback. Um, I I don't know. I think it's probably. Did Nick Chubb go down? Is he hurt for? He's on IR right now. Yes, that's what I thought. But they still have Kareem Hunt, guys, and they've got OBJ. If he can like not be a draw a drama queen for a few days, uh, he had a pretty good game. But I I don't understand how they keep winning games. It it boggles my mind. But I'm going to say, out of all of the teams we talked about, they're the most faux of all those teams. I agree. Bert? I'm going to agree. Uh, looking at their schedule so far, they got whapped by the Rams or the Ravens, 38 to six, and then they lost this last week to the Steelers, 38 to seven. And in between those two losses, they have beaten the Bengals the Washington football team, the Cowboys, and the Colts. They almost blew a huge lead to the Cowboys, who we know are terrible. Um, so I'm I'm fake. They're fake. Yeah. I, I you know what here's the here's the crazy thing. I'm gonna agree fake, but listen to their remaining schedule. Bengals, Raiders, Texans, Eagles, Jacksonville. Titans, Ravens, Giants, Jets, and Steelers. I mean, Jets should be a win. Giants should be a win. Uh, Jacksonville should be a win. Eagles a potential win. Texans. Texans have played some people tough. Bengals should be another win. I mean, there's a road that this team could go like 9-7, and 10-6, and six, and still be like not a really good 10-6 and six team just because of the teams they're playing. But like Birch mentioned, when they've played good opponents – They've just gotten blown out. I mean, they benched, uh, they they benched um, uh, uh, Mayfield against the Steelers. They just put him away. They're like, all right, this ain't working out. I think at one point he had 119 passing yards and two interceptions, and they were like, all right, we're done. Um, so, uh, and then same thing with the Ravens, just blown out. So there's a potential that this team could be like nine and seven, running down a playoff spot, um, even ten and six. Uh, I So I think you lose to the Titans, you lose to the Ravens again, you lose to the Steelers again. So there are three the right Raiders. there. Lose to the Raiders. There you go. Throw the Raiders in there. But we know our Raiders. We like to, when we're supposed to win a game, we like to, you know, play it a tough out. Um, so, you know, there are three losses there. Throw the loss against the Raiders, four. Uh, Texans could be a toss-up, I guess. But the Texans' defense is just horrendous. Um I mean, we could very well be looking at a, a, a Browns team that is 10 and 6. And we're going, how in the world? Like, there's no, like, this team, maybe they get a playoff spot, but they feel very undeserving of a playoff spot. I'm going to go fake as well. Last one, gentlemen, Dolphins. Dolphins sitting at 3 and 3, second in the division. Go ahead. And they bench the beard. Come on. Come on. Travesty. That That's is a travesty. Ridiculous. Like, I, uh, yeah, ridiculousness. I mean, you know what? Uh, uh, to a ton of comes in, he, racks yeah, up. That was tough to see his quote. Like, he, he was cried. Really he literally cried. He's like, I thought this was my team, brah. Yeah, and it wasn't. He it wasn't your team. You're second in the division. You're second in the division. You're three and three. 
It feels like the pieces are coming together. I mean, for heaven's sakes, you the Patriots are two and three. Like, you've got a better record than the New England Patriots. When was the last time we said those words? I don't the, like the Dolphins have a better record than the Patriots. That's gotta be like twenty-two years ago. It's been eighty-four years. <laughs> let the rookie learn from the bench from and let Fitzmagic do his thing. Goodness gracious. Yeah, that absolutely makes zero sense to me. He just absolutely torched. Well, he torched the 49ers. Um, and then who did they play the last game? I mean, he just, he lit. The Jets? Was it because okay. he only put up 21 points against the Jets? <laughs> I mean, is that why? But Tua Tungavaola comes in, goes two of two for nine yards and gets to start. Yeah, like, I don't really? get that. Not that I, I, I don't like Tua. I like Tua. Yeah. I just don't understand why why fix something if it's not broken. Right. Exactly. You're three. I mean, how many Dolphins fans thought that they'd be three at three at this point? You know, I, 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 that's who I'm interested in. It looks like the Dolphins, they're on a bye this week. So who would they play next? Let me look it up here. They play the Rams. So, you know, that should actually be a pretty decent game. You want to talk about who's real, who's fake. Um, Tua, meet Aaron Donald. Exactly. Right. I was going to say, can you imagine your first pro game is against Aaron Donald? And, and how Oof. how is that? Like, what happens if Tua goes out there and they lose a couple games? You know, they lose back-to-back. How about week nine? And where, where are we heading? Dolphins. They play the Rams and they play the Cardinals. Okay, that's not looking very good. If um, I was Fitzmagic, I'd be like this. Peace out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> peace. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I'm so going I, to Vegas. The <laughs> backup car. Um, uh, so yeah, it's. I don't know. Like you said, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. It's not like I mean, you're three and three. It's not like you're one and five. I don't get that. But anyway, dolphins are they real? Are they? Fit? You know, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna start this one off because they benched Fitz Magic. I'm gonna go fake. I'm going to go fake because I think they lose against the Rams and I think they'll lose against the Cardinals. And all of a sudden, everybody's going to be looking at the coach. The coach is going to be caught in the crosshairs and people are going to be going, you know, why did you make this decision? Do you what think is it's going pressure on? from like pressure from like the owners or the GM is like, no, we drafted this guy in the first round. You're going to play him. Like, do you think that's what it is or do you think Fitzmagic did something wrong? I'm I'm curious what you guys think because I don't know I I don't understand. Obviously, when you draft Tua, you know, got like Fitz Magic who's bounced around. Like you understand your days are numbered, right? You just spent right. your first round pick on on Tua, but you're three and three, and because of you, you're three and three. You just blew the 49ers out of the water. You know, you for all intents and purposes, you beat the you know you blew the Jets out of the water. So what? Um, uh. But I would hope a team, you know, when you play the Jets, I'm hoping you're experimenting most of the game. You're not taking that very seriously unless it's close in the second half. Um, so, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't understand that. I, I'm, you know, everybody talks about no, we're gonna sit people. We're gonna, you know, you always hear that. No, 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 they're gonna learn. No, they're gonna learn. This rookie, no, they're not gonna see the field. No, don't worry about it. And then you know, like two weeks later, it's like put him in there, you know, kind of a thing. But the Dolphins don't have a reason to do that. That's what boggles my mind. So I, 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 I've got to imagine it's got to be pressure from somebody somewhere going, you know, we're three and three, but maybe we could have been four and two or five and what? Like we could have beat the Patriots. That was a close game. You know, maybe Tua can get in there and shake things up and, and, 
you know, with his legs, he can run around and, and make some more plays that we don't think we, we don't think it could be any worse than Fitzmagic. You know, that's that's got to be the thinking there, obviously, that Tua can't be worse than Fitzmagic. Well, you know, congratulations. You just threw him in against Aaron Donald and Patrick Peterson and, and all, all that good stuff. So have fun. I don't know. Not Peterson. Not is Peterson no, he's still with the plays Rams? for the Cardinals, though, so Ramsey. the next week. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I don't, you know, outside of the Raiders, man, I, you know, I, I, I don't, you know, other teams can mind, they mind their own business. I mind Raider business. So that's my excuse. Anywho, I say fake Dolphins, Birch. I say fake because I'm ticked for Fitzmagic. Yes. That's all I have to say. Love it. Bert, Tyler? Fake. Love it. Bob. Fake all the way across <laughs> the board. Gentlemen, we made it halfway through without a Bob reference. <laughs> Dang it. All right, guys. This next segment is brought to you by... Well, we don't have a sponsor for this next segment. I'll just be blunt. All right, put a fork in them. Guys, whose season High adventure is videos. Full? Are you in the mood to go watch an outdoor video? Do you enjoy watching <laughs> a man eat a pound of butter on crawdads? If yes. you do... High Adventure Videos, ladies and gentlemen, is the show for you. Woo! Join Micah and yes, various and other and people. And your family. And, and what? And the family. And the family. Join Micah and the family on his adventures into the outdoors. He goes to, to rivers. He goes to lakes. He even fishes in a kayak with a fish finder. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, this segment brought to you by... High Adventure Videos. Check him out on YouTube at High Adventure Videos. I'll I'll send you a check for that. I'll send my yes. yeah, I'll send you a check. For well, that just death. consider it. Just oh. consider it even for my uh, my New Mexico rattlesnake introduction from last week. <laughs> there you go. Okay, which was like epic, that. by the way. May I add? That was that was really epic. I enjoyed doing that. We'll have to, you know, we get a big win against the Bucks. I'll throw that down again. Maybe we'll just save that for big wins. Um. Uh, humble brag really quickly, gentlemen. Past 100,000 subscribers on my YouTube channel. Woo-hoo. Psyched for that. Uh, it's been fun. Anyway, guys, put a fork in them. Whose season is over? Take a look at the schedule. Nobody in the NFC West season is over. Good heavens. Um, the Falcons. whole NFC East. Can, can we, how about, let's start with the, 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 low, the Falcons. <laughs> I feel so bad for the Falcons. The, okay. I'm going to put a fork in the Falcons, gentlemen, to start this round off. I'm going to say the Falcons season is over. Now, here is the conundrum. Do you have a fire sale at this point? Do you just burn that mother down and start over? Yes. Do, do send, you get rid of yes, Julio and Jones? Send the Raiders. Do you get rid yeah, of Matt Yeah, you send Ryan? Julio Jones. Do you try to blow for Trevor Lawrence and get him you know, to come to Atlanta? Yeah. Uh, what do you Tank do? Tank for Trevor. Tank for Trevor. I'm gonna stick a fork in the Falcons, um, and I, I, you know what? That what, that how long has that duo been together? Matt Ryan and Julio Jones. What good five, six, seven seasons now, right? Yeah, I would say at least that. And you've had really only. I mean, you had one Super Bowl appearance. I think at this point, it's time to. I, I think it's time to do something different. You, you got to. Do you want to? Do you want to know something crazy? Eight players will make up 80% of their salary cap next season. Holy McNuggets. Between Julio Jones, Matt Ryan, uh, uh, it's Clay Matthews' cousin. Um, 
Matthews, their left tackle. Okay. Uh, one of their one of their linebackers. Uh, is it Dion Jones or Date something like that? Um, and then let's see, Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, their offensive tackle, a linebacker, Grady Jackson, Grady Jackson, Grady Jarrett that plays on their defensive line. There's like six or seven or eight between six and eight, but it makes up like 80% of their salary cap for next year out of that eight no players. Bueno. They're going to have to play work. both sides of the ball. You're going to have to teach them how to play offense and defense. If you're going to feel the team with that. So I would say uh, the Raiders have a lot of salary cap room next year uh, <laughs> for a certain uh, Julio Jones to uh, come Ooh. in. Could you imagine? Mm. No, I can't because we never do anything like that. It's ridiculous. Mike is Rugs excited over and there. Waller He's happy. And Julio Jones and Josh Jacobs. Oh my gosh, that would be amazing. And Rugs and Aguilar and Renfro. Ooh. And actually have a big wide receiver that stays healthy. I hate to do that to Tyrell Williams, but the dude just hasn't been healthy. And I'm kind of tired of it at this point. I'm like, you He'll know what? He'll be done. How, how much money have we paid this guy? Like, what happened happened to him? Like, He's he was going to IR. He, I was going to say he was, uh, you know, when that first happened, it was like, I'm going to play through the injury. And like, that, did, that didn't even last. Well, I don't even think he saw the field week one. Um, nope. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, I'm sticking a fork in the Falcons. We can return to that conversation about Julio Jones. Birch, who are you forking? Well, you know what? The Texans, when they traded DeAndre Hopkins, they had a fork stuck in him because they were done from that point. And stupid Bill O'Brien really, really messed with that franchise and for the future. I mean, they are hurting and yeah, they're done. I'll make that quick segment. Bill O'Brien enough said. Yeah. Trading Hopkins for Johnson. Like, what are you doing? They fired O'Brien. like like, a good trade to me, guys. (laughs) (laughs) They fired him like a year and a half too late. Yeah. Um, yeah, and when the Texans almost made the comeback, who'd they play last week? I was watching that game. Uh, oh, shoot. Who would they play? Um, let's see. I've got it right here. Oh, uh, no, not the Packers. That was week seven. They're playing them this week. Um, Titans. They had the Titans on the ropes. And they let Ooh, the yes, Titans come back, and then the Titans came back and won that game. Oh, my gosh. Really quickly, Derrick Henry's an animal. I'm sorry. But that I, I, I just – I'm not a Titans fan. But I admire Derrick Henry's work in the backfield. That is truly unbelievable. And we, when he tossed that guy a couple weeks ago like a dirty rag doll, guys. That was that Josh was, Norman. Oh, my gosh. Oh, it couldn't happen to a nicer player either. Um, That's just – that was full beast mode. And and Derrick Henry's like the new beast mode of the NFL, and I love it. Anyhow, he runs angry. Yeah, he does. And he doesn't look fast, but when he busted that, what was it, 94-yard touchdown or whatever the other day, I mean, that dude, every time he takes a stride, he goes from like the 30 to the 35 and then the 40. I mean, and that's, I mean, that's just a big man moving down the field. I can see how like at four quarters of trying to tackle that, I mean, you just got to be beaten and bloodied and bruised. No fun. No fun. Anyway, fork in the Texans. I digress. Tyler, who you forking? Um, 
Man, so many teams. I feel like the Jets. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. The Jets have been forked since they were since the season started. I was going to say since uh, uh yeah since they opened since, up training camp I think well since they hired Adam Gase as their coach the the taco looking the taco seeing coach that's a funny <laughs> guys he is a terrible coach oh he's horrible like how does he still worst. have a job I don't I don't understand he's he's run off like every good player that they have except Darnold and if I was Sam Darnold I'd be like get me the heck out of here. Uh, trade me now. I, yeah. uh, I'm i going to go with a team that we've talked about already, and that's the Dallas Cowboys. Ooh. They're toast. They're done. Oh, yeah, Even in that division, you don't see them making a comeback. You, who, do you, do you, do you, you see the Eagles? Red Rifle bringing them back to relevance? I nope. sure as heck don't. You know, I thought it was interesting. They Everybody hyped up the Red Rifle. And in fact, I think it was almost... That night, like across the board, all the quote unquote experts and analysts um, picked the Cowboys to win. They're like, oh, that, Dalton, he's, he's got experience. He's, he's got this team. Don't worry. Elliot will take this game over. You know, they got it. They got Elliot's more problems. They, and Elliot got, fumbles twice. <laughs> and they've got more problems. Has anybody not, like, have? did we just totally blow past the fact that the Cowboys have no defense? Like, you kind of, that's. Slightly important these days in the NFL. Um, but I'm surprised you picked them just because, I mean, we watched the Eagles last night who probably shouldn't have beat the Giants. <laughs> they beat the Giants. And you watched I mean, Dan- Okay, so going back to how to speed, do you know who has clocked the fastest speed on the field this year? You know Dan- what? I think, I think it's not no longer Lamar Jackson. It is no longer Lamar Jackson. It is Daniel Jones at 21.2 miles an hour. He also got the first tackle from the turf monster this year too. (laughs) Yes, he did. The turf monster came up and Randy Orton RKO'd him (laughs) right, right (laughs) off of the top rope. Oh, I felt (laughs) so bad. Falling down at the 10 yard line. Tries to get up. I felt so bad for him. I was like, oh, dear heavens, that that's a touchdown. And then it was taken away by the Randy Orton RKO off the top rope. But anyways, uh, yeah, the Giants are terrible. The Eagles are bad. Like that's and the and the Washington football team, they're trading their first round draft pick from two years ago already. So they're like they're already selling. Um I'm just that, that is a horrible 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 uh conference. That whole that whole conference really should not have any business being in the playoffs whatsoever. Barring a like turnaround from the Eagles or something like that, but good heavens, they're going to be like 7 or 6 and 10 and get into the playoffs because they're just lucky i guess but anyway so yeah. cowboys stick a fork in them they're done wow. the reason i say wow. that is have you guys heard the rumors of anonymous players coming out and saying that they hate their coach pretty much mm-hmm. their coach is not a good coach he doesn't help them prepare for games he's he's ill prepared himself uh that does not make for a good team nor a good season when you're slamming your first year uh at least their head coach 
and uh, stuff like that's getting out of the locker room. That doesn't make for a very good year. So I think they're toast this year, which is crazy because look at the offense. Their offense has a great offensive line. They've got Michael Gallup. They've got Amari uh, Dropsy Cooper. They've got uh, who can and still, like got he can CD have a Lamb. good game when he wants to. Yeah, know? and Elliot, I don't like Elliot. I think he's a terrible human being, but he's a decent football player. Right. Um, but I mean that offense is stacked. Dak does get hurt, but you still have weapons to play with. Well, yeah. even their rookie wide receiver out of Oklahoma yeah. is having himself a year. Yeah, Lamb's you know? having a great year. It's just I. You know, I don't know what it is. I think you're right. It's defense, but sorry for the the long the long no. windedness. But uh, yes, the Cowboys are are done. Yeah, and that's what I wanted to know. So it sounds like you think the Eagles will take that because that's that's what that's I'm the looking only at. Other like, team there's a legit the... chance that we have a seven and nine team in the playoffs out Ugh. of the NFC East. That's Ugh. ridiculous. Um, so I was surprised to see you put a fork in the Cowboys. Um, another team I'm going to go ahead and put a fork in is Jacksonville at one in five, throw Jacksonville in there. Uh, the Jags are done. Birch, you got somebody else you want to throw in there too. We'll kind of round table this until we pretty much feel like we've eliminated everybody. Um, off the top of my head, chargers are close. Uh, the Chargers, it's tough with the Chargers because they hang tough with so many teams. I mean, you know, yeah. they, they hang tough with the Saints. They hang tough with the Chiefs. Like, the two games that, like, they could have easily won. I mean, the Chargers could but seriously it's the be sitting Chargers. here. Yeah, they could be here, you know, sitting here three and two right now with two big wins, like the Raiders. I'd be right in there in the division. Super Chargers. But, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. I love that. I love it. Um, I don't really, but that was a, a good rendition, I have to say. Um, uh, we don't really need to mention it, but there's always the Bengals. Bang- well, no, you have to. So I, we're forking people right now. So the Bengals. But at least their future is bright. Right. I wish we had Joe Burrow. Now, I, was- I would also say that about the Chargers, too. I don't like saying that about a rival, but Herbert looks like the real deal. And I think Herbert's going to be a solid quarterback, and I think we're going to have to contend with that for years to come. So even though the Chargers are going through growing pains right now, you know, you add a, a, another wide receiver to that mix and better defensive players. Um, all of a sudden, the Chargers are a solid team. I feel like, in my opinion. But do we act? Do we do we do we put a fork in the Chargers season? Not quite yet. I not would yet? vote not quite yet. Um. Oh, you know, I like this better. Um. Uh. Do we fork? Put a fork in the the Washington football team in the Giants seasons? Yes. Giants and that, Washington. That whole that whole conference needs a fork in it. Uh can we can we how about how about the Vikings? Do we put a fork in the Vikings season? Ooh. Have they they've only, they just traded uh Ngakwe again. Yeah. They're one in five right now at the bottom of that division. I oh. Yeah. You know, and it was I, my I bad. The yes. Bears are five and one right now. But they feel like a very shaky five and one. I thought they were four and two, so I have to correct myself. They're five and one. Vikings yeah. fork or not to fork? That is the question. Fork. Stick a fork in them. How about the Lions sitting at two and three, just above the Vikings? No, no, no fork yet. No fork for you. Um, 
I I think that I, I, that's that's what I've got right now. What about the Broncos at two and three? Yeah, that's a tough one. Broncos because they just got uh, they just beat the Patriots. I don't think you can put a fork in them yeah, yet. Yeah, I don't think you can yet. They got they just got their quarterback lock back. Um, I think that's a big uh, that's a big obviously addition to that offense. They needed him back. So no fork in the in the as much as I'd like to. How about the Patriots? That's so weird to see them sitting at two and three right now. You can't fork put a fork in them yet. But I told you guys at the beginning of the year, don't be surprised if the Patriots don't make the playoffs. I'm telling you right now, I, I see it happening right now. Patriots on the outside looking in. So we'll have to see how they're. I, I'm not sold on Cam Newton. I'm still not sold. Everybody, I, I heard it on ESPN again today. Oh, this team's going to be bad. They're fine. Cam Newton is good. He's a great quarterback. They'll adjust that system. They'll be back. I don't know, guys. I don't know. I'm not sold on Cam Newton. When it comes to big plays and comes up clutch time against big teams, good teams, I I mean, he just lost to the Broncos. I mean, come on. That's, eh, eh, you know what I'm saying? So, anyhow, just throwing that out there. Guys, let's get to our weekly pick segment, if we're ready. Uh, we'll start with the Steelers versus the Titans. Uh, wait a second. I don't have... Do I have with me right here? Yeah, who's winning right now? You know what? Oh, like Birch doesn't know that he sits atop the poles. Yeah, Birch is... Uh... Birch is dancing atop the poles, if I'm not mistaken here. Let me see. Well, I've got... I've got so many notes over here. Aha, okay. So officially, Birch sits at 17 and 8, Tyler at 15 and 10, and my humble self at 14 and 11. My goodness. I think week <laughs> two, I went 5 and 0, oh, and it's been all downhill from there, Charlie Brown. So got a little I, arrogant there. Uh, I got Michael. a little cocky, a little cocky. So I better not do that. <laughs> I'll be joining in the basement here, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. So, but I'm only three games out of first place. So, you know what? All it takes is one week to turn this stuff around. But Birch sitting comfortably with a two-game lead. Guys, let's start off. We've got a, we've got, it was tough picking games this week. But we got some good games this week. Let's start with the Steelers. Titans. We got battles of, uh, battle of the Titans. Clash of the Titans. No pun intended there. Two undefeated teams. One will be undefeated no longer. Tyler, Steelers, Titans, who do you like? Man. That good should game, be a, right? That'll be a dang good game. That's going to uh, be in Tennessee. In Tennessee. Um, Man, that's tough. I, I almost got to say... I gotta. I, I think I'm gonna have to roll with the Titans on this one. Whoa, Titans for Tyler Birch. What say you? Hmm. Oh God, I'm with Tyler. This is a difficult decision. I'm just looking at the Steelers' schedule and who they beat. They beat the Giants, the Broncos, the Texans, the Eagles, the Browns. Oh man, some real quality wins there. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with King Henry and the Titans. Ooh, Birch and 
Tyler going with the Titans. You know, this is where I'm going to start making up ground. I'm going to go with the Steelers. I like the Steelers defense more than I like the Titans defense. And the Steelers defense, they laid the lumber, man. And I think if there's a defense that can slow Henry down, I think they can. And I tell you what, a year ago right now, I was poo-pooing the trade for Minka Fitzpatrick. I feel like I've got, I have had multiple eggs on my face since then because that guy continues to ball out for that Steelers defense and be a difference maker. I'm going to go with the Steelers in this game. Moving on, we got the 49ers at the New England Patriots. I'm going to start this one off. I already said it. I just said it a minute ago, ladies and gentlemen. I don't like the Patriots. I think the Patriots fall even further behind here when the 49ers travel across the country and get a win against the Patriots. I like the 49ers in this. Look out, Patriots. You're 2-4. and four. Not looking good. Birch, who do you like? Um, I also will pick the 49ers. I think uh, Jimmy Garoppolo's ankle is getting better and he's getting more comfortable. He's got They've got pretty good weapons. Um, their receivers are beasts on the outside running sweeps and whatever. So I'm going with the 49ers. Tyler? Man, it's tough to pick against the Patriots. Well, they just lost to the Broncos, huh? Yep. I wonder, that'd be an interesting stat. When was the last time Bill Belichick lost two games in a row? Like, years probably. Yeah. Um, I think, I, I've heard that sometime. It's been, a, it's, yeah, it's been years and years since, since that's happened. And the 49ers just beat who? The Rams? The Rams. Yep. Hmm. Well, I guess, I guess I'll go with the 49ers as well. Most wow. back. Debo Samuel is back. Uh, Brandon Ayuk is back. I, I, I like, I like that. I think versus them, but then you've got to think like Bill Belichick knows Jimmy Garoppolo pretty well. He uh, beat, he beat uh, the head coach Shanahan. Uh, Shanahan was part of that famous twenty-eight to three Super Bowl with the yeah. Falcons. Um, I don't know. I I guess I'll ride with the Forty ers on that one. All right, clean sweep for the Forty ers Next up, we got the Seahawks at the Cardinals. Tyler, take it away. Who do you got? Seahawks, Bob. I like it. Birch. Yeah, I, I'm i a big fan of what Russell Wilson's doing. Yeah. Um, he's an amazing quarterback. I'm going with the Seahawks. Yeah, I'm going to be a battle with... of the little guys. <laughs> it will be. It will be. You know, I, we've got to, um, yeah, the even the Seahawks, their defense is putrid this year. But when you got a guy like Russell Wilson in that offense, uh, you got to love what they're doing. I will have to say the Cardinals defense is sneaky good. Sneaky good. And uh, that, who is it? Buda Baker, their safety. Man, that guy's that guy's ridiculous. I saw him flying around all over the place the other night. Uh, but I'm going to go with Seattle as well. I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be a close game, but Russell Wilson is the difference maker in that game. Uh, guys, we talked about this game earlier. Who's real? Who's fake? I'm going with Bears and Rams. This game is in L.A. I'm going to start this one off. I'm going to take the Rams. I'm going to take the Rams in this game just because... Talked about it earlier. I don't believe in the Bears. You know what? You go down to L.A., you beat the Rams. 
Um, I'm going to start believing. A six and one, I feel like you can't deny that anymore. Five and one, I don't know. I feel like it's a shaky five and one, but you go beat the Rams. Okay, you're going to have a little bit more of my respect. I hate to give it, but I have to do it because I'm a realistic football fan all the way around. I'm going to take the Rams, though, in this game at home. Birch, who you got? Well, I can't go against my uh, pick earlier, so I'm going with the Bears. The Bears. Oh, the Bears. Okay. Tyler, Rams. who do you like? Tyler goes for the Rams. All right. Got a couple makeup oh, games This is here. dangerous, guys. This, this could be a change in the lead here. We've got uh, some offsetting picks here. We do, we do, and last I... but not least, guys, we get to the Bucks versus the Raiders, the Las Vegas Raiders, the Las Vegas Football Raiders. Yes. <laughs> uh, all right. So before we just make our pick, um, I guess let's just have the discussion. Tyler, you want to kick it off? What do you see happening in this game? What do you? I mean, tell us what do you think's got to go on here for the Raiders to I win? I think you already mentioned it. We, we have to continue to get pressure on the quarterback. Our last game, we did that. We were able to make uh, Mahomes uncomfortable somehow. I'm not real sure what they did. I don't think you're going to have to spy against Brady. Um, so you should be able to rush four guys. I don't think you can blitz, though. You And you're going to... I don't know. I, I don't know how you play Brady. You try to make him move out of the pocket, obviously, but he he does like to throw quick routes, um, quick hits, nickel, dime you, and he'll he'll take, you know, whatever is, is available. You're not really gonna get very many deep shots. Um so you've somehow you've gotta take away those underneath routes and just a little four or five yard yeah. dink and dunks down the field and i don't know how you do that with you know with just a a four man rush and yeah. but i don't feel like you can i don't know if they could create pressure with a three man rush like they did last week um that would be something to behold that would be great i like <laughs> i would i liked quickkowski in coverage I liked uh, even Littleton was good in coverage. I, I I think I think Mullen can stay with Evans. I'm more concerned about Chris Godwin is coming back. Uh, that worries me a little bit. And can we stop the running game? That's yeah. like you said. It seems like teams that are bad against bad running teams come in. And they beat us, but we should have Hankins. We should have Mo Hurst. Um, those guys should be back. I don't think Collins is back. I didn't see the injury report, but I don't think that he's back yet. He was listed as questionable. I would say keep him out, and <laughs> and let's bring up like Smith or Dayton Jones. Um, I don't know. I just really liked the effort, the motor that they that they played yeah. with against Kansas City. That's fair. And, uh, but I, I think you know, I don't know. I I haven't really watched the Bucks play very much. I saw them play one game, and I wasn't impressed. I, yeah, same I here. just 
I just didn't think that they did anything super spectacular or real special. Their defense is the big key to this game. They're only giving up, like I said, 19.3 points a game. So you're going to have to... I don't really think it's like going to be against like against the Chiefs. You're going to have to control the the time of possession. I don't really think that's going to have to be the case. You're just going to have to find a way to score. That's on the offensive side of the ball. You're just going to have to find a way to to score and not just field goals. Like you're going to have to get into the end zone. I think to beat them, you're probably going to have to put up 28 to 30 points somewhere in there. So that's that's what worries me is their defense is really good. They've got Ndamukong Sue. They've got Shaq Barrett. Uh, one injury, Vita Vea. Uh, he's their defensive tackle. He's out uh, on IR. He tore an ACL. Um, but they've got really good defense defensive players. And so you're just going to have to control, um, I think Miller, I think Colton Miller's up to the task. I think Sam Young has done pretty well in spot duty. So I, and if our off, if our defense, if Ruggs and Aglor keep doing what they're doing, we're sitting pretty good in this game, I think. Yeah. It's just going to yeah. be a matter of can, can we make Brady miss a few passes can receivers drop a few passes and then getting you know just i i mean it's obviously the point of the game is to score more points than the other team so we're gonna have to score more points than the other team to win i like that birch you want to add anything to that yeah um i'm going to drop some knowledge bombs here for a second knowledge bombs um the (laughs) Oakland slash Las Vegas Raiders record coming off the bye week in the past 16, 17 years is 3 and 14, which is good for worst in the NFL. And coming, this is a tough game. Um, So I don't know if I, it's hard because we just beat the Chiefs, probably the best team in, in the league. And then you got Tom Brady coming in. They're playing better. Their defense is amazing. Um, like I said, we're not good coming off the bye week. We got all this COVID junk going on with the offensive linemen, the preparation. Um, I mean, Tyler made some good points. Um, the offense is scoring. Um, I mean, we are averaging 30 points a game, which is almost double from what we were doing last year. Um you got the weapons. It's if you can give Carr time. And you know what? I like, I know we bash Carr a lot on this podcast, um, but he is, he's playing with that chip on his shoulder. Like he said, he's sick of being disrespected. And you know what? Keep talking about him. People keep making him mad because I think he's got this game marked on his schedule because, like he said, when he first got to Vegas, Tom Brady was on the newspaper saying Tom Brady's coming to Las Vegas. And I think that really irked Carr the wrong way. Um, So it's going to be a good game. I really wish that we we had fans there because I think that could play a big difference. Yeah, 100%. Um, But it's definitely, I mean, 
after the last couple of weeks, and I mean, um, I think it's definitely a winnable game. I think we can play with anybody in, and score against anybody. Um, the defense is coming along well. Um, we will miss Abram if he is not going to play this week because he sets that tone like we talked about a little bit earlier. Um, and the defense feeds off that. But I don't know. I feel like the defense is starting to gel and starting to click. I mean, those offensive linemen, or not the offensive linemen, excuse me, the defensive linemen, I'd like to see more of Chris Smith and Dayton Jones. And I mean, I'm glad Mo Hurst is back this week. He's been balling out. Shout out to Mo. We love Mo here on the pod. Um, hopefully we can see some belly rubs this week. But um, really hoping that we can make the adjustments, give Carr the time to take those deep shots down the field to Aguilar and um, to Ruggs. And, you know, I really hope that, I mean, Jacobs has been, he's been getting the touchdowns, but he hasn't had that breakout game yet. Right. I want, I, I, I love Josh Jacobs and I want to see him. I hope we can establish the run to open up the passing game against a good stout defense. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things that I've noticed, too, with Brady, because um, I've watched a couple of the Buccaneers games, his deep ball accuracy isn't very good. So if you want to talk about a time to be missing your star safety, you know, well, you know, we have a decent shot. Because, like I said, Brady and the deep ball just aren't – I've watched him miss numerous wide receivers, you know, way overthrowing Evans, way overthrowing Howard – um uh on the deep on on the deep bombs so Tyler's 100% right you got to take away that dink and dunk those little little comeback routes the little back shoulder fades those kinds of things that go for 8 yards 10 yards 7 yards that kind of thing um and then just make sure you don't you know we don't have one of these games where our, our defense just gets gassed for like 180 yards on the ground like if you can do that if we can do what we did to the Chiefs last week and you know keep this team to you know, 80 yards on the ground, 90 yards on the ground. I think the Raiders have a really good shot of winning this. But as Birch mentioned, coming off of buys, we just haven't done very well. And just in the past, the Raiders, again, I'm a realistic Raider fan. We seem to win one of these big games and then we kind of like to go lay an egg. So I I just, I want to be proven wrong and, you know, prove me wrong here. I want to see it. You know, we should have for the most part, the offensive line fully intact uh, we've played without Trent Brown before, so we can do that. The offense should be fully healthy, ready to rock and roll minus Trent Brown. So I, I don't see any reason. No no excuses on the offensive side of the ball. Defensive side of the ball without Abram, uh, that is a blow. But still, should be able to, again, Brady. Brady doesn't scare me like Brady on the Patriots scared me. So uh, I'm more worried about Patrick Mahomes, and we just beat Mahomes, than I am of Tom Brady. So, um, but with the Raiders' record in the past, I just, guys, I feel like it's a trap game. Like, I want to believe in the Raiders. I didn't pick them last week, but I I just, um, gosh, with our track record over the last two decades, everything points to the fact that we just had a big win. We're coming off a bye, and I feel like we're going to wet the bed. Right when we're getting our hopes up, you know, right when we're going, oh my gosh, we're three and two. We just beat the defending Super Bowl champs. Sky's the limit. I could feel us like just going out and just laying an egg 
and being like, oh my gosh, what was that? So to kick off, I guess, the picks this week, I hate to say it, Raider Nation. Call me a hater, but I'm going to pick against the Raiders. I'm going to go with the Buccaneers. I'm going to go 26-13. I think the Bucs get the win. Um, and I hope I'm eating crow next week. I really do. But again, I'm a realistic Raider fan, and I have to look at the data, and I have to look at our history, and our history says the Raiders don't do good coming off of buys. And it seems we're out for whatever reason, after a big win, we're not very good. And, and we, we lay an egg. So before I get my hopes up too much, um, we beat the Bucks, and I'm going to be like dancing in the streets yelling, we're going to the Super Bowl. Uh, we'll put it that way, but I'm going to go, I'm going to go with the Buccaneers in this game. Tyler, what say you? Uh, 26, 13, 26, 13 is my score. I don't want to choose the Bucks. But my brain says that's probably what's going to happen. We stink after bye weeks. Um, the Bucks just rattled off 38 straight points, unanswered points against the Packers. I don't know. Maybe they suffer a letdown too. I That's the problem is it seems like the, the NFL, besides the teams we stuck forks in, is just so volatile this year. Right. It's, it's one week they do really well. The next week they stink. Then they do really well for a couple weeks, and then they stink for a couple weeks. So I, I don't know. I just I feel like this game... <sighs> I'm get I'm gonna have to pick the Bucks, and it's gonna be like it's gonna be like twenty four or seventeen, I think. Close game, yeah. Another thing too, like we talked about the pressure. You know, if the I think the Raiders are gonna have to generate a minimum of four sacks on defense, four sacks on Brady to win this game. You're gonna have to get four sacks will be enough to at least stop a couple drives. Um. And, and I think Brady's going to be off just enough on his deep balls and stuff to be able to force some errors. Raiders will be able to force some errors. Um, uh, I'm not even talking about turnovers. I just think the defense is going to have to generate at least four sacks uh, to get to Brady enough to rattle him enough uh, to get a win. Uh, but Birch, who do you got in this game? Not so fast, my friends. No! Oh, this is why you're 17 and 8, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Well, I might be worse after this week, but <laughs> the Raiders are going to reverse the curse. We are going to come out after a big win against the Chiefs, keep that ball rolling. We're going to come out, prove that we can prepare after a bye week, and we're going to beat the Bucks in Las Vegas 28-24. to I like it. I, I, You know, again, Raider Nation, I... I don't have some secret hatred for the Raiders. I don't have a secret hatred for the for, for Derek Carr. I'm just a realistic Raider fan. And so, you know, I, I take this seriously when somebody says, are you, not, are you calling win? me not a realistic Raider fan? No, I'm just them? saying that I How want to pick you? the Raiders. I really do. I'm going to be sitting in front of my, well, you know what? You know, here's the other bummer thing. If I can just, if I can sound off really quickly. You know, I have family photos at four o'clock in the after four forty-five in the afternoon. So it's gonna be perfect. We're gonna get done with our family family photos. I was gonna come home to a nice hot big bowl of soup 
that I was going to pre-make in the afternoon and sit down and watch my Raiders play Sunday night football. Now, now I'm going to miss the entire second half because I'm going to be out taking family photos because the NFL is going to stick it to the Raiders and go, hey, you guys have COVID problems. So the only thing that makes sense is to move your game up sooner instead of pushing it off because that's what we've done with the rest of the league. Not, that makes no sense. Zero sense. But anyway, I digress. Birch, going with Rick's. I feel like we need, you know, in the, uh, what was it? The, the was it the third Star Wars when all the little Ewoks were, uh, uh, the, the, the little golden guy? Uh, uh, uh. We need that playing if the Raiders win. And we'll introduce Birch on the next podcast with that going on in the background. No, I would rather have Booker <laughs> T, okay? Can you dig it? Sucker. <laughs> anyway. Well, do Hey, I tell you what. Pick the intro of your choice. We'll see if Tyler can work his magic and uh, uh, and you, okay. you get, to, get to sound I'll off. I'll be messaging you guys when the Raiders win on Sunday. You yeah, don't ever please. even watch the games. Well, you somebody keep me informed because I'm going to be in some desolate field with, with leaves and trees <laughs> behind me, you know, holding a baby. So that's what I'm going to be doing in the second half. So... Yeah, let me know how it goes. <laughs> Ew. There you go, Raider Nation. You hear it here first. Birch backing the silver and black. Tyler and I are just haters. Uh, guys, do we have anything else for Raider Nation before we wrap this podcast up? Tyler, you've got like a... Didn't you have a... You had a good question of the week, didn't you? I do. What I you got a good for question us? of the week. You go to your cupboard... It's morning okay. time. You're a bit, you're a bit feeling a bit peckish, and and what you find in your, uh, in your cupboards, is packets of oatmeal. Now they're brand new boxes. Any kind of oatmeal that you like, instant oatmeal. What is your flavor of choice? What is your go-to flavor for instant oatmeal? And I'm going to start with Birch. You have to go first. That's fine. Usually, usually I would go with the old maples and brown, maple and brown sugar. However, blueberries. I said you could have any flavor you wanted, and you chose maple and brown sugar? No, I didn't. I said usually. Oh, boy. But my favorite one. That I've recently, well, in the last little while, blueberries and cream. That one is excellent. The blueberries look gnarly, but you know what? It gives it the blueberry flavor with a little bit of cream, and it is delicious. So that is what I'm going for. Blueberries and cream oatmeal packet. On in yellow. That means he's rich. Uh... (laughs) (laughs) We all know that. If you listen yes. to this podcast long enough, he's the filthy rich friend of the podcast. Yes. That's a lie, but we won't <laughs> we won't go there. <laughs> Micah, what are you choosing oh, for geez. your for your oatmeal can, of choice? Can I can I go with a type of oatmeal? Can I get steel cut oatmeal? I'll let it go. I'll let it slide. Uh, or, 
I, I, I love that there's something have you, you guys have eaten steel cut oatmeal right it's like yep. that, that little bit of chewiness to it it's like the whole oats or whatever that that oatmeal oh man delicious delicious now i have to say though because i'm not an oatmeal eater i like generally apples and cinnamon oatmeal instant oatmeal but i would have to say call me plain jane but maples and brown sugar does me right in the morning so I would have to go with the if I could get steel cut maple and brown sugar. I, I Out know of all the choices and you dude. I've looked maple t- okay, and brown okay, sugar. okay. Stop this because I, there's original, there's maple and brown sugar and apple and cinnamon. That's all I know. That's all I know. There's plenty what else cream, is there out there? Bananas and cream, blueberries strawberries and, cream, and cream, strawberries and cream. No, I don't. Don't put fruit in my oatmeal. Don't put fruit in. My you put keep, apples in yeah, it. You put apples and cinnamon. Apples are fine because they're with cinnamon. But keep your berries out of my oatmeal. <laughs> so that's. I'm sorry. Just keep the berry. Keep your berries out of my oatmeal. And and you keep your berries. I'll keep my steel cut oatmeal. Throw a little maple and brown sugar in it. Call me north of the border Canadian, but hey, I'm a simple man. I like what I like, and I won't apologize for it. Tyler, what, what's your favorite? You got to have something out there. Is it better than maple and brown sugar? Apples and cinnamon is my favorite. Oh my gosh, and you're making fun of me for Apples maple and, and cinnamon brown is sugar. way better than maple and brown sugar. Maple and brown sugar is like the remnants. That's like the last ones left in the entire box. That's probably why Birch is... Like, that's the only ones Birch gets is because the kids take the good ones before the maple and brown. That's what's left over is the maple and brown sugar. No, my favorite one is is apples and cinnamon. My very like very close second is peaches and cream. That's my that's my second favorite. So I guess here's the next question. One packet or two packets? Dose. Yeah, you got to go to one packet's not enough unless you're going to have like some yogurt on the side with it or, you know, um, yeah, very toast, maybe a bagel. Uh, but you got to go to if you're just going yeah. straight oatmeal. Yep. Two packets. I like it. See, that's the kind of that's the kind of extra the quality stuff you get with this podcast. Uh, keeping you informed about just keeping you really at the end of the day, when you get done with the with the behind the iPads podcast, you find yourself a more well-rounded individual. And that's what we pride ourselves on here, really. <laughs> Gentlemen, anything else to sound off on? Um, you know, I hate to say it really quickly. We got to get to this because Birch mentioned this. Last, last thing, we'll wrap this up. We talked about what happens if the Falcons are trading Julio Jones. Birch, do you want Julio Jones if the Falcons want a first-round pick and a fifth round pick, but you take it Julio Jones. No hesitation. Yes. I like it. Tyler? Why, Birch? Um, because we never make <clears throat> trades like this. We always sign these 30-year-olds that may have been a former first round draft pick that are has-beens. And you know what? I want, like, it's like the Chiefs going out and signing Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's had a rough couple of seasons, but he's been with the Jets. You know what? Um they Which was his own fault. He deserves right. every second of that pain and Absolutely. agony. However, you know, he could have been a Raider. He could have just the Raiders recruited him heavily. Yeah. However, the Chiefs were looking to get better. Yes, they have Alaire in the backfield and 
who knows how that situation plays out. But in a league that's constantly getting better, you have to find ways to get better as a team. And you know what? Our track record lately with some of our first round, second round draft picks mm, is a little sketchy. So why not take a flyer on a you mean big like time Jihad receiver? Ward? Mario yeah. Edwards Jr. You, you could, could spend all night talking about that. But that's that's my reasoning. We have got to stay up with the Chiefs. Yes, we did just beat them, but we could get pummeled by them later on in the year. So if I if they're looking to trade Julio Jones, absolutely you inquire what it would take. And if it's not a King's bounty or King's ransom, then I say go for it. I mean, what do you got to lose? I mean, imagine Julio Jones on one side of the field and Ruggs on the other. Who are you going to double team? And We're going to double team both. Middle. Okay, so you got Darren Waller one-on-one. You got Josh Jacobs without a stacked box. I mean, oh, man, is that just not sexy sounding or what? Tyler, you like it or not? I hate giving up first-round picks. That's true. But for the sake of enjoyment, I would love to just see it happen. Yeah, yeah I'd do yeah. it. I'd be like, yes. Send me Julio Jones. I'll send you this first round pick, and I will send you. Probably we'll going to take like a fifth a third round too. pick to them, <laughs> and we'd and we'd probably send a second and a third and a fourth as well, <laughs> like first through five. But <laughs> yeah, uh, no, I, I would if it's if it's if it if that is it, a first and a fifth, and you get Julio Jones for like the next three or four years. Yes, I do that trade. I kind of bite my cheek and I just say, you know what? I'm going for it. This, this, maybe not as quickly as Birch is like, no, no sec, no hesitation. I may hesitate for a moment and then say, you know what? Send Julio Jones to Las Vegas. I'll send you these picks uh, and, and we'll talk. Uh, I'll see him on Monday or Tuesday huh. or Wednesday, whatever day of the week it is. I will see him tomorrow. Yeah. You know, and I, I don't like doing it because like we just, I mean, we just got to talking about, oh, how we love Aguilar, Ruggs, Renfro, Waller, Jacobs, Ingold, uh, you know, goes on and on. Like we have a ton of weapons, but to add a guy like Julio Jones with his record and with just that, that guy who demands double teams like that, like, I think Ruggs is going to get there. I think Ruggs is starting to get there. But to like add a force like that onto the team, I think it would just take this offense over the top. Um, and if I, here's would the, here's he not my be thing. a good mentor for Ruggs too? Oh, absolutely. I mean, if you look at it at that point too, you're like, no yeah, he's kind of field old. issues, right? Yeah, he's a good dude. He works hard. Like, yeah, I, yeah, that's just a great guy to have in your locker room too. Yeah, 100%. And it's a sexy pick. We talk about that. I love that. We haven't done that in a while. Um, I'm for it as well. I, You know what? Here's what's changed my mind. Because Cleveland Farrell had such a baller game, and we talked about, I mean, we were talking about two weeks ago, I talked about it, we might need to spend a first-round pick again on a defensive end. Well, if Cleveland Farrell can keep up the type of play that he had last week, I like our linebacker group. Now, not saying we don't need to add to it, but I think you could pick up a solid linebacker in the second round. 
third round. I know we like to wait till the fifth and the sixth round, but I, you know, if you get, I think you pick somebody up a solid in the second round. Um, I like our wide receiving core, like a running back group, like a quarterback. Our offensive line's looking solid. You could pick up solid offensive linemen all the way through five, six rounds. We've seen that with uh, the young man out of Clemson. Um, our defense, I like our corners. I think you could add another corner. I, you know, we need another safety. Add a safety there. Um, our our defensive line's looking pretty solid. I talked about the linebackers looking pretty good. Need another linebacker there. Um, so if 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 Farrell can keep up, if Farrell goes in and has another good game against the Bucks, yeah. Go pick up Julio Jones if he, if indeed he is on the trading block. So Raider Nation, weigh in with your thoughts on that. If you give us a call at 208-557-9771 and leave us a voicemail, let us know. Do you want Julio Jones if he's if he's available for trade? Also let us know what kind of oatmeal do you eat in the morning. <laughs> we want to know. But gentlemen, with that, you guys have anything else for Raider Nation? Let's win Sunday. Let's win. Yeah, let's Make do it. me eat let's... crow two weeks in a row. I feel like I'd have to do something if we if we beat the Bucks. I feel like like I don't know. I, I need to. You I have to... to branch out and try a different type of uh, of oatmeal packet. <laughs> there you go. You'd I feel have like to I need try to wear... berries in your oatmeal packet. <laughs> we may have lost Micah at this point. I think Micah is gone. So I will wrap up the show, <laughs> and Micah. Micah may have audio right here. I don't know. But we'll wrap up the show. Uh, if We'll make that uh, his his castigo for next week. If he, he has to have berries in his oatmeal packet if he loses. Yes. So, all right. Well, for Micah, who's gone, and for Birch, <laughs> and for myself, this has been an, another episode of Behind the Eye Patch podcast. Check us out on Twitter at Behind Eye Patch on Facebook, Behind the Eye Patch, and hopefully, uh, give. Why don't you go on to the Apple Store? Give us a good, uh, give us a good review. And uh, Birch, you have anything else to say? I don't think so, but just enjoy this game Sunday, and I hope we can, you know, come out with another big win and keep this momentum rolling. All right. Listeners, thanks for listening today. As always, have a good weekend, enjoy the game, and just win, baby. <laughs>